The following podcast is a Dear Media production. And the result is burnout, just crashing, death, chaos. The whole thing just falls apart. We do not believe in martyrdom motherhood. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting this time. Yeah, you're starting this, this episode stuff. four. I'm really excited. I'm so Look excited. Look how far we've come. We we have come a long ways. <laughs> and actually, it's such it's it's such a great day because we wanted to talk about our village, our community. Yeah, which like, doesn't get talked about into detail often. Like we want to recognize our village to really show how we're doing all this. Yeah, because. I know I'm not doing it by myself. I'm absolutely not doing it by myself either. And I think people, especially because we're both on social Mm -hmm. and people naturally kind of compare themselves to what they see on social and they're just like, well, they could do all of that, then I could do it. And then they're just, and if they can't do it, then they feel like they're a failure or they're just like, I don't, and you know, for me, that's the worst part about my job, I have to say, is that because I come in, I come from the fashion world, the beauty world, it's super glamorized. And I'm showing that I'm a mom, but I'm also running these businesses. And I'm also like in different countries traveling. And, I'm all, and people applaud me for that, which, of course, I'm grateful for. But at the same time, I'm like, this is not real. Like, because I, this is real for me, but I'm doing this and I'm able to do this because I have so much help. Exactly. But so let's no talk one about talks about that, especially celebrities. I'm not saying I'm a celebrity, but especially celebrities, mainstream media, they make it seem as if they're doing it all on their own. But we all know that they got so much help. Exactly. And I think it's important to talk about that. But even as stay at home moms, mm-hmm. even though I don't have a glamour job that's taking me to Paris Mm -hmm. goals but you could have come by the way I I invited you but I just gone to New York I just the guilt started to come in okay I even as a stay-at-home mom and I think this is why I wanted to really do this subject because I think we're coming from completely different perspectives Mm. you are definitely coming from your world but even as stay-at-home moms I do not believe that it is your job as the main caretaker to do it all I just don't think that's fair. It's, and we can like talk about it, you know, we'll talk about it in depth, but I don't think that because I am now choosing to stay home, I have to cover all of the dinners, all of the breakfast, all of the lunch, all of the cleaning, all of the driving, all of the scheduling, all of the emotional, the emotional piece that comes in raising children. Mm. I don't think that should be all on the one person. Mm. And, and that's why I also want to talk about that because want to show that the people that are helping me, even though I'm a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. I'm not a working, a full-time working mom, but even then I have support and I need support. And it took me a while to really understand that because the first few years, actually the first two years I had a lot of help. 
Mm. I had somebody come and help me with like the baby baby stage because I was also, I was pregnant back to back with my second child. So I had help, I would say three, four times a week, somebody come and help me with the babies. And then after they started to do preschool three, four hours, I was like, I don't need help anymore. I got this, I can do it because they're in school, you know, four hours a day or six hours sometimes that I could do the rest. And all of that became, it just started to stagger and it just became very heavy on my shoulders. Do you feel like because you felt like that was the quote unquote career choice that you were making as a full-time mom that you had to do that and that was your responsibility and you're failing as quote unquote a stay-at-home mom if you weren't doing all of those those tasks? Yes. I mean, I don't I would never say it was like a career choice. It was a choice to be the primary caretaker of my family, my children, my husband, my house, my community. Mm-hmm. That that was the choice. And I'm so grateful I've done it and I'm so grateful I have the 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 privilege to to be at home and stay at home and do it. So grateful for that. Still, I don't think all of that falls in the stay-at-home mom because she's not going to an office and contributing financially but to the family. But that's why I called it a career because okay. in my head, when you say that you chose to stay at home mm-hmm. because you, you, first of all, have the privilege to do so, yeah. like in my head, being a of a mom, a full-time mom, mm-hmm. a quote-unquote stay-at-home mom, that is your job. So in my head, being a mom is also, I, see. I think yeah, because that you- we should be compensated. I think oh. y'all should get compensated as a full-time stay-at-home mom, whether, I mean. I welcome that. Yes, yes. I will talk to your husband tonight <laughs> about very this. very generous, but yes. <laughs> no, but I think. I mean, and I know there's huge debates around this, yes, right? Yes, of course. And and people are like, well, you should naturally like want to do it because you're a mom. But the fact is that, mm-hmm. yes, we want to, but we're also human. We right? want to, but we don't want to do it all the time, all day for the next 15 years. Yeah. That's not. I think that's where I'm like, I had to take a moment and think, this is not sustainable. I cannot do it all the time by myself. What was your breaking point? You know, and. I'm not ashamed to say this. I think I had so much anger inside of me and resentment and I would take it out on the kids. I found myself exhausted and yelling mm. and yelling and yelling and it just not being a good mom, it, like a, a nice mom. And it wasn't fun anymore, right? It wasn't fun. And I was just so frustrated at myself because I was taking it out on the kids and I was like, it's not even their fault. They dropped the milk again. But like, that's what three-year-olds do is drop the milk on the rug yeah. all the time. So, but I would, because I was so tired and, and sometimes it's not tired, like physical tired. Sometimes it's just tired of doing the same monotonous thing day in and day out mm-hmm. that by the fifth time that the spillage is happening, then I'm like, oh my God, like, can you be more careful? Right. Yeah. And so, and that's really when I thought, I was like, you know what? I have to work on myself and work on my anger, but also I need help. And I had to be more vocal about that with my husband mm-hmm. because we have a more traditional setup where he's the dad, the bread, like the the, the, the moneymaker, the financial one, like the more stable mm-hmm. in that way, right? And I'm more of the nurturer, the caretaker, yeah. right? So in that way, I did think it's all on me. This is, I have to cover this. That's mm-hmm. my role. And why can't I do it? And, but I actually, I still do not think that it falls on the mother or primary caretaker to do it all the time, every day for the next 12 years. Yeah. It's it's just asking for too much. Yeah. yeah. So even just asking, like what, 
what helped a lot? Was it just getting like that part-time person to support you? Like, did that make the biggest difference for you? What, what was it for you that really changed it up for you? I think I, I do. I do think so. I mean, yeah. definitely my husband and I sort of having more open communication about mm-hmm. his roles and my roles. Um, like who's taking out the trash this time? Right. And then, yeah. And then hiring a little bit of help. So just kind of going back to the drawing board of what are your needs and how can you be in a state, like in a mindset where you feel like it's more long-term and a sustainable way and asking for the help. And maybe, you know, some people might not be able to afford the help, but like being able to create a system, like I know what you were really good at, which I learned from you was, Hey, I'm going on a date night. Lynette, can you take care of the kids? And not even having any guilt about it and just like using your friends for your community and going back to that idea of like who is your village like who are the people around you that could support you whether it's hired help whether it's personal friends whether it's your church whatever that is so I think that's good that you're normalizing that because I think a lot of moms probably feel guilty they just feel so guilty and I felt guilty too because I again I felt like it was I'm, I'm the one that's supposed to do that part of the role of the nurturing, mm-hmm. the actual raising of the children, the day-to-day, right? Which, again, I did choose, and I know most stay-at-home moms choose that. And I have friends who left incredible careers to be home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, for me, it was a little bit different. I was a very young mom. But some of them got pregnant in their mid to late 30s and then left a career to stay home. Yeah. But even those women, and so they feel like they have to cover all of it. But I, I think it's really important to say... I need help. Mm-hmm. And like you said, figure out where you need the help. Because yeah. maybe sometimes it's not the laborious part. I yeah. think most of it for me, it was like the cleaning and the picking up all day. And then delegate it. And yeah. then because for me, it created more time for the kids where I wasn't tired, frustrated, just kind of like over it. Yeah. You know, because I was just exhausted by yeah. like 11 a.m. And I, and okay, with, with, the, with the paying thing. Okay, this is something I wanted to bring up. I felt the same way. I said, I... I don't need to hire a little bit of extra help, right? Because I can't, in my head, I couldn't justify that. Even if it was an extra $100 a week Mm -hmm. for hired help, I could not, I'd not feel like I could could justify that. Mm. Because again, that's $100 that you're not saving, that you're not spending on the kids, that you're not whatever, that you should be able to cover. Mm. But I would argue that if you are holding a $1,000 iPhone right now to Mm -hmm. listen to this podcast, you can hire somebody to come help you with cleaning or watch your kids four hours on a Friday mm. and pay them the $100 and change your mindset about how you're running your household. So kind of relocating like where the money should be. Exactly. What are we valuing, right? Because I feel like over and over and over, we don't value the the labor part of raising children, mm. right? It doesn't get paid. We have to do it because, again, you say, like, we're supposed to do that. Our kids, it's so fulfilling. And it is. In many ways, it truly is. Because that, to me, was really when I got to know my children. Yeah. Like, they want this. They don't like that. They like it like this. They don't like it like that. And that's part of getting to know and building a relationship with your child. So all of that is fantastic. But I don't think it's sustainable. I, it wasn't for me to do it all of for this long and I love that you're 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 saying this because it just shows you that just because you're not doing 100% of everything doesn't make you less of a parent oh god no right yes I don't know where people started to believe that yeah just because you're not the one tucking them in bed cooking cleaning 
feeding, taking them to school. Yeah. Like that doesn't make you less of a mother or a parent because you're not doing it yourself, right? So I I also love what I'm this always stuck with me when our friend Su Chin was telling me about it and she openly talks about it all the time. And she always says, I love being their mom. I hate being a parent. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so that allowed me, because I think Suchin's a great, uh, a great mom. And that allowed me to understand that you don't necessarily have to love the day-to-day, like all the minute, like little things that you think that you have to do as quote-unquote a mom now or mm-hmm. a parent. And you, if you can delegate it and it'll make you a little bit happier and more yeah. freer, then you can, yes. right? I, yes. And that's totally okay and you shouldn't feel guilty about it. No, I don't think so. And again, like, I think, I remember thinking, and again, my husband's very generous and he's like, just get the help you need. And and I did, there were periods of time that we've had full-time help and there were periods I had no help. So we, I've gone up and down because depending on how guilty I'm feeling that year, but. I, I just remember this one time where you were, I mean, I feel like you do go through your phases a lot mm-hmm. and like figuring out what works for you. But I just remember this one time you were like cooking everything like <laughs> and like farm to table like every single meal i, I was did like go through that stage how yeah. the hell does she do that and i did not understand you and i was like she's just too perfect i think this is before i had kids and i was yeah. like i it honestly scared me i was like i can't do that right, right? but it's you know you figure it out as you go i think I, that's the other thing it's like i definitely have picked two things that are really important to me mm-hmm. which is food like what they eat and then and like kind of what we talked about the last episode mm-hmm. what they're being exposed to so i am a stickler on that but i'm not there for every sporty game i'm not there decorating every little thing like there's you know what i mean like i also as a stay-at-home mom pick and choose like what i want to do and how i want to spend my time and energy because i can't do it basically all. you don't have to be a pinterest mom you don't have to be a pinterest mom please don't be a pinterest mom so yeah, but food, you're right. I, that's definitely something like is super important to me because it's tied for me to health and like family time and stuff like that. But I do like to cook, but I don't do a lot of the other things. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, what's most important is that because of my kind of current situation that I'm in right now, it's like I do all of the pickups and drop offs, mm-hmm. like all of it. Yeah. Right. Because, it, you know, for me, that's very, very important that they see that I'm present yeah. and that I can wipe out my schedule just to be there for them so for me that's important so Mm -hmm. again kind of like what you said is that it's just you got to prioritize what's most important for you so as far as your village goes kind of going back to that you had you've kind of gone back and forth from hiring help and not hiring help Mm -hmm. and like were there any other people within kind of your network that were like really monumental in raising your your kids yeah and like I think for me something that I really learned the first few years was the whole concept of raising each other's children. Mm. I think we've had that and then we didn't have it and now hopefully it's kind of back. But we really find families that have similar values, similar schedules and can do the pick up and drop offs together, can, you know, cover the things that you can't do for you. Mm. And I mean, I have just three fantastic friends who have been so, so good to me. Emily, Anna, I mean, they're at Kelly, God, they've been so incredible in being there for me. Yeah. 
And then I can do that for other families. Yeah. You know, because it's circular. Yes. And, and I never really understood that until this year, to be honest, because oh. Chloe is now finally in grade school, right? Mm-hmm. So now she has a lot more expectations with homework and activities and like events. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of expected to keep up with everything. But obviously, when you're just like so tied with so many different things, it's hard to keep up. So, and first of all, I don't like making new friends. Like, that's not my forte. <laughs> You've had I'm, the same I've got three the, friends the I, past 20 years. <laughs> I love that about you. I'm like that too. Yeah. I mean, but this year, actually last year, I realized the importance of finding new friends that could support you in those areas. So obviously I have my core group of girlfriends, which is, which is you guys. And, you know, I can rely on you guys for like personal things, obviously with the kids sometimes as well. But then within my school mommy friend group, yeah. it's like, did you guys see the homework? Like, I can't, re- <laughs> I can't read my daughter's handwriting. What is the homework today? You know, what, you know, she lost, she forgot her, her spelling chart at school. Like, what are the words? Yeah. Oh my God. They, they have a field trip tomorrow. Yeah. Where's Crap, the form? I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you going to be there at the field trip? Uh, like patroning it. Yeah. Is that the word? Chaperoning, Chaperoning it. Chaperoning it. Uh, you are. Okay. Can you make sure that she has her lunch? Cause I forgot to pack her her lunch or, yeah. you know, things yeah. like that. And it's, it's amazing. And, and they do that to you too. All and the time. sometimes you're like, where is, Oh, I, it's, it's actually amazing. For example, you know how I feel about Halloween. We talked about it in the other episode. I do the bare minimum for Halloween, but then one of the moms who's really into it. So I'm like, okay, good. There's another mom that loves Halloween. She can cover Halloween. Cause I'm not going to cover that. Yeah. And she comes, picks up the girls, four of them, and they do something called booing. I don't oh, know if it, you got, maybe you, I think you girls are kind of young still, but it's so much fun. I prefer it over trick-or-treating, to be honest. So you go and boo your friends, and that means you have a, you have a bag with treats inside, and you go and leave it at their home, and then you go and you ring their doorbell, and you go ding-dong, and then you, the kids kind of hide, uh-huh. and then somebody opens the door to see who it is, and they go, boo! It's so cute and the kids are laughing and it's hysterical and they it's such a fun little thing but then a different mom covered it you're like i'm not doing that i didn't cover it <laughs> yeah this happened you know the a couple days before halloween i sat on my couch and scrolled instagram instead <laughs> and it was great i didn't i'm like great i don't have to cover halloween thank the lord yeah i mean that that kind of goes back into the concept of this village like when we think of village we think of like this tribe mm. right we think of you know, these women that are helping each other out and raising the kids. And that's kind of the modern day, like what we're going through right now. And I, mm-hmm. I personally love it so much, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Who's and in your village? So I have, I, I have two really, really good school mom friends, Rolly and Sharon, if you're listening to this, <laughs> shout out to you guys. Thank you for, for just Being helping there, yeah. me with everything, basically, yeah. because I'm so all over the place. Um, so I have them. And then on my kind of like personal neighborhoody side, my neighborhood is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like we have a neighborhood of all kids. Like, mm-hmm. And the kids are a little older, but mm-hmm. they love Chloe and Colette yeah. so much. Yeah. Every day they come over and they want to babysit. And I'm like, <laughs> sure, come on in. Right. No problem. That's, and that's so amazing. it's like this built in community where we just kind of help each other out. You know, if the neighbors have to go 
um, they're realtors. So they're like, oh, we have to go to like a house, showing up a house on a weekend. We're like, oh, sure. We'll just like drop off your daughter and we'll watch her and they'll yeah. like babysit my kids. It's yeah. fine. And so, so between, you know, school moms, my neighborhood, you guys, and then also just within my own Bumo community, like the moms there, that's where I could really connect on more of a working mom level with yeah. them. Realizing that, oh, like I shouldn't feel so guilty because there's a lot of guilt that also comes with not being there for your children all the time. Yeah. And so when you have that tribe of women that feel the same way, it validates you. And I think that's really underestimated of, you know, just talking and like feeling normal about your situation. And so I try to see them, you know, I, I actually see them a lot at Bumo because a lot of them work at Bumo, but that's been really incredible. And so I think it's important to have little pockets of communities in different parts of your lives. And I yeah. would argue one of my greatest community are my Instagram friends, to be mm. honest, my Instagram mommy friends that I've met through posting about motherhood the past five years. And like, coming together with that it's so crazy like I haven't met half of these women I but I love them and we're we're just always talking we're exchanging resources we're there for each other it's been it's been actually a very important part of my mommy community I love village. that you brought that up because yeah. in the last episode we just like talked so much crap about social it's media true. <laughs> it's true it's true but yes let's let's talk about social the media good things. the yeah, good it's things true. right because Maybe not the sex predators, but the other part. Yeah, definitely not that. I mean, yeah, I I have not been shy about, you know, kind of showing about a little bit of kind of what I'm going through right now on mm -hmm. social media. And though my community doesn't really know what's going on, they could sense that, you know, I'm having a hard time. And the outpour of just people mm -hmm. reaching out because they're worried or they care about you or like, like followers will just send me quotes and like motivational things that will help me throughout the day. Like it just reminds you that these are real people, yeah. right? Yeah. These are people that care for you, yeah. even though you haven't met them yeah. and that you've somehow impacted their lives. So they want to help you out as well. Yeah. And so that's really, really beautiful of like being able to create this solid community online and yeah. you could really rely on them during you know, good times and bad times. Yeah. So I love and, that you have that too. Yeah, I do. And and also I like to see how other moms are raising their kids, Yeah, right? And like not just here in our bubble in Los Angeles, but how are other parents in Asia and Europe like raising their kids? How are they doing it all and balancing it all, you know? Or So that has been really fun for me to also peek into their lives um, as we have this community online. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I love social media. Should we have an Instagram slash lunch break? Okay. It's my favorite time of the year when it just feels so warm and cozy on the inside, but still cold on the outside. Oh, it's the holidays. It's just so magical. And have you ever gone into someone's home and you're like, it smells and feels so cozy in here. It smells like the holidays. Have you ever wondered how to achieve that cozy, nostalgic scent within your own home in the most chic and safe way? It's called Vitruvi. Vitruvi creates beautiful diffusers and non-toxic essential oils to naturally and safely scent your space. I believe that aroma allows you to take ownership of your home and how you want to feel like. Whether you want to feel energized, relaxed, or something in between, diffusing essential oils instantly transforms your space. 
Vitruvi is also the perfect gift to give your loved ones this holiday season. Their holiday collection is a curated offering, making holiday gifting that extra special. From chic and festive cordless move diffuser colors to thoughtfully blended scents that scent the stage for a joyful holiday, there's something to surprise and delight everyone on your list. Vitruvi's first ever holiday collection is designed specifically for the winter season and available only for a limited time. There are three limited edition colors that are the perfect embodiment of the holiday, but also sophisticated enough to fit all year around. We love that. The three colors include willow, a light whimsical green, chestnut, a sleek metallic brown with purple undertones, and Charm, a creamy metallic pearl inspired by twinkling light. There are two exclusive holiday blends, Fireside, which is for slow days and cozy nights, and Afterglow, perfect for coming in from the cold. It is spicy, sweet, and inviting. Visit vitruvi.com slash beingbumo and use code BUMO20 to get 20% off your next purchase. Have you been looking for a place to talk all things parenting? And I'm not talking about who makes the best stroller, but the really important stuff like how to be a better and more connected parent or how to raise children with empathy. Well, you are in the right place, folks. My name is Brandy Jordan, and I am a doula and parenting expert. And this is my show, Dear Doula. I will be giving you practical and impactful tips to parent with more joy, more calm, and more ease. I will also be talking to parents and experts who will be helping us to reimagine what it looks like to nurture ourselves and parent in more gentle and mindful ways. I am so excited to be in community with all of you. Can't wait to hear from you. Okay, lunch break time. What do you have today? First of all, did you watch Squid Games? Oh, I didn't. I, did you watch Childhood 2.0? No, but you keep talking about God, that. And don't I feel watch like it. I should. It's so scary. I didn't. I I. I attempted to but then Ted Lasso was also on and I was like I'm gonna watch that instead (laughs) Ted Lasso over Squid Game sorry but yeah I still want to so maybe next week I'll have more updates okay I haven't watched it okay okay but I'm gonna so I want to turn lunch break into just beyond food because I feel like you and I are just bringing the same boring things which is like Korean food my mom making stuff um, your Korean fruit is that even, I don't even know if that's Korean. Yeah, it is Korean it fruit actually. Be. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Last week, I feel like we're just gonna continue to bring the same things that we find in the Korean market. <laughs> so let's expand lunch break into a section where we could talk about random products, like okay. things that we are doing, we're loving, um, anything like food, beauty, anything, health, piercings. Yeah, mm-hmm. piercings. <laughs> I'm gonna get another another one soon. So I'll go first. Random obsession right now is just carrying one of these guys around. Wait, what is that? This it's is, so old school. I don't even recognize what you're showing. Do you guys me. know what this is? I just made this up. It's a disposable camera. I'm going to take a photo of you right now. <laughs> there you go. Wait, is there actual film in there? Yeah, there's film in here. That's amazing. I, I'm going against like this whole digital media thing because. I'm on digital media all the time, and I just want real photos. Mm. And so I've been doing this with my kids. Oh, you take pictures of the kids? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. been really nice to just go and develop it because you're just, I don't know, there's something exciting about that, right? Mm, the waiting. The waiting, and you're taking a photo of something that you have no idea how it's going to turn out. So I've been doing that. Another random thing that I've been using that I really love is this guy. It's a little... It's prebiotics pomeg- mm-hmm. and pomegranate, mm-hmm. but it's calming and repair magnesium. 
Do you, do you need magnesium? I do. A lot of women it's need magnesium. It's for sleeping, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's power down, rest, and recharge. It's for brain health, relaxing metabolism. And you just put one teaspoon into like cold water and mm-hmm. that's it. I don't know if it makes you sleepy, really. I mean, I like it. I think it calms my body down a little bit. My whole routine is drinking a cup of water with this guy. Um, by the way, this is called Chroma, K-R-O-M-A. And I read my book for about 30 minutes with a candle on, and I'm like, out. With a candle on? Yeah. Oh, good for you. I know. I, I'm being very intentional about creating a atmosphere. Like a winding down. Of winding down. Yeah. Because I'm such a, not an anxious person, but I could keep going. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. my mind runs like a million miles per hour with ideas. I know it does. Yeah. I think it's done that for 10 years straight. Yeah. So it's just like my way of, okay, this is time to check out. And it's been really good for me. Okay. Well, I love that we're talking about products that we use. I didn't bring it, but I'm a pillow person. And I've Oh my god, I know what pillow you're talking about. I have the same pillow. Nick, she won't let me talk. I know the pillow. Okay, I don't know what it's called though. I forgot what it's called. Uh, well, I don't know. What there actually there's two that I've been going back and forth. The first one is this like really long, almost like a body pillow from Coop, C-O-O-P pillows. And Lynn introduced me to it. And it's so squishy and soft. And I put it between my legs and I hug it and I go to sleep. And I feel really good and cozy about that. I have the coop pillow too, but I don't have that long one. I need that long one. Oh, the long one is so good. I just, I don't know. I think it's something about my back and my neck. I need a little bit of the, I support, I don't know what it is between my legs. It's interesting. Are you a side sleeper? I'm a side sleeper. Oh, I need that too then because I am a side sleeper too. I want to be a back sleeper. My husband's a back back sleeper, very, you know, um, because that's supposed to be optimal. And then I do have this other pillow. God, what is the name? Sutera something. Uh-huh. And that one has that dip that just gives me all of the neck support that I need. And it oh. has made a huge difference. And I got it through COVID and I've, I've slept better. And, and, and the magnesium thing too. I mean, for me, it's like I'm trying also to figure out like how to sleep better. Yeah. And I have read about magnesium. So I'm excited to try that. But for me, the pillows have helped already. Oh my gosh. Which pillow I, are you I need about? a. Well, I have the Coop one too. Yeah. But it's, it's like the small squishy pillow. I, oh. I forgot which one it is, but it's so comfortable. And my neck, because I'm a side sleeper, yeah. um, it supports my neck. Yeah. And I don't get those weird marks on my face either. Yeah. Um, but I love it. I haven't been able to use any other pillows. So yeah. oh, okay. it's Maybe the I best. Maybe I to see that one too. Yeah. Okay. The Sutera is good too because it has that little ergonomic dent thing, whatever it's we called. We should do a whole episode on how to relax as a, a parent. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I need tips on that. Somebody yeah, I, I, I do too, but... All right, guys, it is here. The holidays are just around the corner. I mean, I cannot believe it. And I promised myself this year that I'm going to get ahead of everyone else and actually enjoy the holidays for what it is than worrying about last minute gifts. I mean, trust me, I've been there and done that too many times. Holidays are all about coming together with our loved ones and taking an active role in creating magic for the season. And I'm a true believer that memories are created from doing things instead of buying things. So whether it's cutting paper snowflakes, gluing sticky ornaments, or kneading holiday cookie dough, 
creating these things together actually create the memories for the holidays. Sure, we can buy ornaments, but isn't building your own so much more awesome? So this year, KiwiCo wants to invite you and your family to make the holidays a little less prepackaged and a little more hands-on, which I love. And of course, all while learning a thing or two along the way. So as you guys know, I've been talking about KiwiCo for a while now. My daughters and I have been using it for many, many months now, and we are obsessed. I mean, I've kind of lost track of how many boxes that we've done, but we still cannot get enough. And the most recent one that I did with my daughter, Chloe, was a pinball machine crate. And oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And she was just so astonished by the end of the project. We made everything from the board to the actual game in itself. We played with angles and momentum and the look on Chloe face when she finished the project was seriously so priceless. She was so proud of herself that she did it on her own with, of course, a little help from me, but it's a prized possession in her room. Now, no one can touch it. It's like on the top corner of her shelf. We also just got the walking robot crate, which we are so excited about to try. I love that KiwiCo allows kids to become so proud of their own creation and really value the process. So your child can get super cool hands-on science and art and geography projects delivered right to their door every single month. They'll be so excited to see these arrive in the mail. And I promise you guys, the day that the box arrives, that will be their favorite day of the month. I mean, at least it is for my kids. And you'll also be surprised at how high quality the materials are too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. As a busy parent, I know it can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy and challenged. So let KiwiCo do the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel at any time. So this holiday, don't just teach kids how to buy, but teach them how to build. Give them a gift of hands-on holiday with a KiwiCo subscription and celebrate a love for hands-on learning all year long. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BUMO at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Promo code BUMO, B-U-M-O. Have you ever woken up and looked in the mirror and said, whoa, why do I look so tired? Why does my skin look so dull? But the question is, where do I start? How do I get my skin to look bright and youthful and just alive? For me personally, one of my most used skincare ingredients is vitamin C. If you want your skin to look brighter and less dull, this is the answer. But sometimes it's really overwhelming with all that is out there. So let me introduce you to Matter of Fact. Matter of Fact is a new skincare brand that focuses on innovation, clinical efficacy, and straightforward information. They launched with a patent-pending vitamin C serum, which I love. It's able to deliver a truly stabilized, solubilized 20% concentration of azorbic acid to improve the appearance of skin dullness, discoloration, and fine lines and wrinkles. Literally music to my ears. Their products are backed by robust clinical studies, which they share on their website. So their vitamin C serum is like none other that I've tried. 
diet. And I think it's really because of the 20% concentration of vitamin C. You can really see a noticeable difference in the skin. I use it in the AM and PM right before my moisturizer. And it's one of those serums I cannot leave the house without or go to bed without. And I promise you guys, you will love it and see a noticeable difference. So you can use code BUMO at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. Visit matteroffact.com for more information. That is M-A-T-T-E-R-O-F-F-A-C-T.com. Okay, so I talked to you a little bit about the hired help that we have. And currently I have somebody come clean my house once a week. Currently, that's the hired help I have because the kids are mostly in school mm-hmm. these days. Um, and what about what about you, Chris? So my situation looks different now than when it did when I first became a mom. And as a working mom, like I had help all the time. Um, but most of it was, I mean, I'm very lucky because I always had family around. So my in-laws at the time, they would help out tremendously. We like literally lived right next door to them. So intentionally, so they could come over and help out. Um, but now it's my mom and dad because they live with me. So it's like unlimited help at this point. So I'm very lucky in that sense. But before I had that, before the situation, I, I always had a part-time or full-time nanny to help me out. And on top of that, because I was crazy, I would always have my mom, whenever I traveled, even though I had full-time help, I would always have my mom come down and be with the kids kids Mm, as well, just because I wanted, I don't know, I just didn't feel comfortable to leave the girls alone, which is like hired help, right? So my mom would always come down. But one thing that we didn't actually really talk about that I think is also a very interesting episode that we could go more into detail about is... The first three months help, oh, which is this oh, Hanun Jodi. Am the, I saying it right? Uh, what did you say? Sanur, Han, Sanur, shoot, Hanur Jodi? No. Um, I, I, I don't know. I can't remember. What yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much, it's a Korean thing. And Korean. there's a certain word for it. And it's, an, it's a Korean lady that comes to your house. It's very, very popular in Korea. In Korea, they take it to a whole nother level, which I would love to go into an episode of like how Korean women actually recover from postpartum. Because when I tell my, my non-Korean friends about this, their minds are blown. They're like, what? Yeah. And even my mind was, but when I heard that there was like actual postpartum hotels, like five-star postpartum hotels Mm -hmm. that women would stay at Mm -hmm. to recover because these women, these ajumas will come and take care of you. So the first three months for me, I had that person come help me. And I literally cried on her last day because she was the most incredible. Her name is Angela and she was the most incredible human being. I didn't know how what I would do without her. And their job is to make sure that the mom is nourished. So they are energized so they could feed the baby. They could, you know, do the late night feedings and all of that. And so that was a big part of my recovery was this Korean achimba. Like, I don't know what else to call them. Yeah. But that was that. And then my mom lived with me for about six months right after I gave birth mm-hmm. to both girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the six months, then I went in to look for full-time help because I needed to get back to work. And, mm-hmm. you know, naturally my job comes with a lot of traveling. And for a while I was actually traveling with the girls and the nanny. I remember you did oh a couple my trips God. like that it was, to the East Coast. Yeah. It was because I was that mom where I was like, I don't want to be apart from my kid. I 
feel sad when I'm not with them. I feel guilty that I'm not there and I was breastfeeding. I want to continue. So with both Chloe and Colette, I would travel everywhere with them and I would bring the, the nanny with us. And I mean, I don't regret it because at the time that that is what I wanted, right? But it was it was very stressful on me as like, a woman because I felt like I, I I wasn't able to be present. So like if I was traveling for work, then like I didn't even want to like go to do these things because I want to be at the hotel with the kid. And yeah. so my mind was like a little bit everywhere. Yeah. So that was the first kind of three years of my life is just traveling with my hired help. Uh, and again, I'm I'm completely aware that I do have a lot of privilege that I am able to do that, right? I'm yeah. not complaining at all. And I'm very, very lucky that I had those moments with the girls. But at the same time, it doesn't take away that it is still hard and it is stressful, you of know? Course. Yeah. But I, I, another thing, I think you have such a specific job, Chris. Obviously, there's, I don't know, just a handful of, of women who have jobs like yours. But I would say even women who have more quote-unquote normal jobs like they go into an office they're Mm -hmm. the nurses the teachers the you know the the lawyers but even that category of woman and and I don't you know I'm just speaking from some of the friends that I know that have done it like this wouldn't get help I mean they would they would get help but only when they were at work but if they were at home, they wouldn't get help. So they were saying when they're working, they don't have, they have help. Sorry. So when they're at work, they have help. Mm-hmm. But when they're home, they don't have help mm-hmm. because they're home. Yeah. They're doing like mommy, mommy yeah. role, right? Yeah. Mommy life. But I, I, and I don't know like how some of those women do all of that. I have a feeling that they still have some sort of help. Maybe not the hired help. Maybe it's the grandma. Maybe it's uh, an in-law. Mm-hmm. But I felt that they would feel guilty to yes. get help. I, and that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Yes. It's like, even if you have like a, like again, quote, unquote normal job, like you work at a business office or whatever, and you don't have like an influencer job, but you're coming home at 5 PM already drained from work. And now you're trying to do the, the homework and the cleaning or whatever. But I'm talking, I'm actually talking to that mother too. It's like, I think it's okay to allocate a hundred dollars of help for that mother. Yeah. So that she can maybe have Wednesdays off. I do agree with you, but also uh, coming from that side. So kind of backtracking on what I said was, okay, those were like my once every three month travel dates. But then like on the day to day where I'm just going to my office and coming back, like I would technically kind of have a nine to five for myself because at the time when I had the office, I had my team going there and they would leave by five and I would leave by five and I'd get home by six. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So quote unquote, my office hours were kind of the same as corporate hours, which is nine to five. Right. Yeah. And so, but there's this such immense amount of guilt that you haven't been home all day yeah that even if you are tired and you're exhausted and you can hire the help it's almost like no like I'm not gonna do that because this is my way of not just doing it but also I felt like I had to overcompensate for the time that I wasn't around so even if my partner was like well I'll help you with this I'll be like no no, I'm gonna do it all I I'll I mean I never really cooked um, but I'll be like (laughs) I'll order the dinner but even thinking about what to feed them sometimes it's like another thing on your to-do list yeah Yeah. so it's like I would overcompensate in so many ways of like I'll order the dinner I will do the bath time I'll do the bedtime I will do 
like everything you could think of because I try to jam pack it all into like the few hours that I have and I wanted to be that perfect wife or the perfect mom and just to prove myself it's not for anyone else it's like to prove myself that I'm still that you are super mom Yeah. yeah But you burn out from that, but I right? just wrote burnout on my notes yes. because that's kind of my point. It's like you could probably do it. I mean, that's actually why I chose to stay home because I could sort of, especially my my kind of work that I don't have like a structure nine to five. I knew that I could probably do it for three years, Yeah, like try to schedule it. But I was like, I know that in the long run, I'm, I know I'm going to burn out and there's yeah. going to be a cost. And I think that's what I'm, I'm trying to communicate yeah. is that... Even if you have a full-time job, I think it's okay that you get a little bit of help, whether that's your in-law or or hired. Yeah. I just don't understand why we put so much on ourselves. Yeah, I know. And then, I don't know, it's all so backwards. I I have to say that as the kids get older, it gets a little bit better. Of though. course, of course. Yeah. They're spending more time at school, and they're spending more. Yeah, time and in they activities. wouldn't be home otherwise anyway. anyway so of you're course. just like, well, okay, then I could go do my thing. But like in the early, like the, the first, first five, five years, years, you just feel so shitty not being there. So guilty, right? Yeah. And then so moms literally go into like this martyr mode where Let's they not w- do that. Yeah, I mean. I guarantee a majority of moms do that because I, they just feel I do, so I guilty, think so too. right? I think so too. And I went through that. Yeah. I went through a, pro- a part where I felt like I had to be martyrdom motherhood. Yeah. Like, not like lose sense of self because I don't want to say that either. I, I never was that that extreme. But I do remember thinking like, I, I couldn't, I wasn't going to like, this wasn't going to end. Yeah. Like, I just felt like, not suffocated either, but <laughs> they not really like harsh negative words coming out, but just felt like I needed more space to yeah. breathe. And I wish somebody would have said to me, it's okay. You don't have to do it all. Even I'm talking from like a stay at home mom perspective. You don't have to do it all, all day, every day. Get, get a hundred dollars worth of help. If you don't have other family members that can yeah. help you. Yeah. And I guess at the end of the day, that's what we're just trying to communicate is yeah. that what no matter your situation, whether you're working or you're at home, it's you have to think about yourself first and you have to think about what what will be sustainable in the long run yeah. for you, right? Because yeah. you might be able to go hard for the first year, maybe yeah. three years. Maybe. Maybe three years of yeah. that. But then you're going to burn and you're yeah. going to crash and you're going to hate yourself and you're going to hate your family, you're going to hate your kids, you're going to hate everything, right? So we don't want you to get there. Yelling. There's a lot of yelling going on <laughs> in a period of time. And it's, it's. I agree. I don't know. Wh- because like if we really look back, there were there always was a village. Yeah. Right? We always had aunties and mothers and grandmas helping us and dads too, helping us do all of this. And because of, kind of the world we live in my you know we everybody lives a little bit more far away from each other from their core family we feel like we have to cover all of it but I really do not think it was ever intended to be that way like that one mother was not supposed to cover all of it yeah and let's I mean we have to close soon but I I would love to talk about your situation a little bit because I think a lot of people that are listening would say well Christelle like I don't have one, all that family around to help me out. But you didn't have any family I didn't. at all. You had to create your family here. I did. You created your own village from scratch, yeah, right? I did. And so... And my husband too. Like he's from the East Coast. So he, mm-hmm. it's not like he has like an established village here either. So we had to do it. And that took a lot of time. Yeah. It took a lot of effort. 
and it took a lot of time really and I'm, I'm so great and I'm really grateful that we spent that time because I to me honestly was the best way to spend our time but just use your village and be a village for other people mm. and then remember like we aren't super moms we're all we are all doing it with each other yeah and for me it's like I think I would think that if you're listening to the podcast you can allocate a hundred dollars a week on hired help so you don't have to do the bathrooms every week yeah what I'm saying and we are all super moms because we do rely on each other like we're able to kind of cover each other when when needed so. yeah uh, I love that perspective yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I see what you're saying I love that well thank you everyone for tuning in today and I hope that you guys enjoyed our conversation please DM us whether it be on our personal IGs or at Bumo Parent we recently merged all of our handles and let us know what you guys want Mama Son and I to talk about next. Um, we love hearing from you guys. Also, if you guys can please, please, please leave us a review. That is going to help us so much. And we would just be so excited to, to see what you guys think about our podcast. All right. Well, thank you and have a great week. And we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumo Brain on Instagram. <laughs>